welcome back to another episode of Spurs this week. I'm Toby from Underscore Spurs Center, and today I'm joined once again by Charlie from N17 Nation. And today we'll be reviewing that uh, 3-0 win over Leeds United, and then we'll preview our next fixture against uh, Brentford in the EFL Cup. How you doing, Charlie? Yeah, I'm doing okay. Um, I mean, I'm certainly doing um, great after that win. I mean, what a, what? Yeah, it was a great win. Uh, great result from the boys. And a real statement to put us back into that top three. Um, four points behind United and Liverpool. Um, but, I mean, I, I, have, I have some confidence. I mean, it, it was a bad run, uh, those four games. But I'm starting to feel like maybe, once again, I feel like we can just be the, uh, like the outside chance at winning the title. Uh, but let's just jump right into it. Uh, who was your man of the match for that uh, 3-0 win over Leeds? Um, well, it has to be Kane, doesn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to give it to Kane, but Hoibjerg, uh, Hoibjerg, Daya, Son, come close. All good shouts. I thought Ben Davis played uh, pretty well today. Uh, obviously not like a man of the match uh, contender. It has to either go to Kane or Son. Um, but I thought overall we played pretty well today. Uh, with the exception of like one or two chances that Leeds created. But I thought we were pretty solid and uh, back with a clean sheet, uh, which has been a while since we've got one of those. And it's got to just be a real confidence booster <laughs> for all of our for all of our boys uh, in defense who have been maybe struggling a bit these past few weeks after conceding so many late goals. Uh, what did you think of that, uh, the second yellow on Doherty to give him a red towards the end of the game? Oh, um, well, you, if you saw Jose's look at, at Doherty after yeah. he um, got the red card, uh, I mean, I think that could be... I mean, I don't know what to say because it seems like it's the end of Aurier because Jose's literally mm-hmm. not even included in, in the squad today just because of that one pen. And yeah. now Doherty has a red, so he must surely bring Aurier back. But like, honestly, he treating Aurier... Aurier like... He's going too far. I understand that he likes to yeah. punish players, but that's a bit. I mean, not even including him in the squad and putting Jensen in. I mean, come on, that's yeah. just defensive. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm sure Aurier will be back for Villa, and which is good because I, I mm-hmm. even if Doherty didn't get a red, he was still a weak link throughout the whole game. Made a few mistakes, but mm-hmm. I mean, everyone was good really. Wink, yeah. Winks wasn't amazing, but he was still good. Yeah, and. Yeah, I mean, everyone Typical was good, Link's really. performance. Yeah. I mean, no, I thought... but, you know, we weren't... Uh, in Jose's interview after the game, he said, like, the, the uh, interviewer, the Spurs interviewer said, like, uh, a very good performance today. And Jose immediately said, well, I wouldn't say be- uh, uh, very good. I, I just say it's a good performance. And, mm-hmm. you know, I agree with him because... It's yeah. not like we played outstandingly. It's just I feel like everyone played their roles perfectly and everyone yeah. was so organized and Leeds I mean Leeds were pretty poor as well in the first half. Like they couldn't get out of their box for, for like for like twenty no. minutes. They yeah, yeah. they kept passing the ball badly, but, but that I think that's that's so that, that, that they were so bad creating attacks because um because of our organized marking and we were also pressuring them quite high up the pitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was nice to see uh, us pressing uh, again because it's been a while since 
Uh, we've been really pressing up. I'm wondering if it's just because we didn't have the game midweek, Jose, uh, Jose, however you want to say it. And uh, after he said that in the, uh, the all or nothing documentary about how people always mispronounce it, I'm always afraid I'm going to say it wrong and then he's going to find me. Um, but yeah, he seemed like the players had like maybe more time to relax and they were uh, more well rested for the game today. So he was more willing to let them press higher up the pitch. Because uh, after we scored the first goal, it was like almost immediately after it, uh, Sun pressed and then Kane and then Dombele like in quick succession. succession. So uh, I-, I was pleased by that because I figured we'd probably just go back into our shell and uh, wait out the rest of the game and the leads to score a late equalizer. But I was happy to be proven wrong. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah um, also, um, so there's a few records that Harry Kane has broken as um, I post. I just posted about it on my um, Instagram page. Um, he so um, the first record he has uh, broken is so so he's the first player top five leagues this season to get ten goals and ten assists. It's only halfway through the season, and not just not that, even. he's he's also he's also broken the record for. Um, the like he's the quickest to get to the ten goals and ten assists in the Premier League, beating Fabregas's record of seventeen games uh, with mm-hmm. sixteen games, which is yeah. also unbelievable. And also one more record is that I mean before he played Leeds, he he scored against every single Premier League side yeah. he's played, but this is the first time he's actually played Leeds in the Prem. Uh-huh. So yeah, he scored and. Which means that he keeps his record of scoring against every Premier League side. He's it's thirty now, right? He's played and scored against thirty yes. different Premier League teams. That's just exceptional. Like so impressive. Uh, it's more than impressive. It's it's some yeah, um, unprecedented almost. Um, yeah, that's a really really exceptional exceptional stat for Harry Kane. I mean, he's such an amazing player and. Uh, not only did Kane break a few records today and set a little, uh, set a few milestones, but Xiaomin uh, Sun, 100th Spruce School. A uh, nice little, not quite a tap in. It took some, it took some effort to get it past uh, the uh, Leeds French keeper, but uh, not, that, not, not the most difficult shot he's ever taken, but it was nice placement. Uh, Give us 100th Spruce School, like I said, and off another Harry Kane assists. And I believe they have 13 uh, goal combinations this season which is tied for the record of most goal combinations between two players at this stage or uh, like in an entire Premier League season. So if they combine for one more goal in the next 22 games, they'll be, they'll break the record, which I mean, if they don't combine for one more goal, I'd be worried for our season. Cause right now I think they scored 76% of Spurs goals so far. So do you think it's uh, a problem? That yeah, we seem to be it's, relying um... on? on Kane and Son so much? Oh, I don't think we're relying on Kane and Son. I think today actually proved that we don't. I mean, yes, uh-huh. every single time we tried to pass to Kane um, and he was always looking for that ball to Son or to Bergwijn. But, you know, Bergwijn on another day could have scored three goals today, if I'm being honest. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. That miss, that, that miss was obviously very bad, but... Then again, it bottled a bit in front of him and he was kind of falling onto his back. And then he had yeah. that great chance that was amazingly saved. So uh-huh. he's just unlucky at this point, but he really yeah. needs that goal to um, get his confidence back. Mm-hmm. Um, thought- so, you know, Bergwijn's proved that we also 
have a few options, but also Vinicius looked pretty good keeping the ball uh-huh. when he came on. Yeah, I was but then again, Vinicius. yes, we want our midfielders to score more goals, but really we didn't have any attacking midfielders on. I mean, Ndombele is an attacking midfielder, but that, that's not totally his natural position. But if you look at uh-huh. it like that, Hoiberg had that shot in the first half that could have gone in. Yeah, you know, uh, Winks had that long shot, um, and uh-huh. Ndombele was just oh, he was world class once again. His dribbling mm-hmm. in the final third is just joy to watch. And he could have scored as well. So, really, I think it's a bit harsh to put it like that. Yeah. Uh, going on a uh, and Bergman again, I thought he played really well today. I mean, unfortunate not to get on the score sheet in terms of a goal and assist. But uh, for me, I think, uh, and I mean, I think it counts this way in uh, fantasy uh, as well. But if you win like a free kick or a penalty and the, someone else scores it, like, it feels like it should count as an assist and Bergvine won the penalty for Kane to score. So I'm going to call it as an assist for Bergvine. Um, and then, like you say, like uh, there was a few chances, like Hoybier had that shot that Bergvine passed to him. And if that falls to someone else, like if it falls to Son or to Kane or to Dombele or Ben Davis, I guess, um, that maybe that goes in the back of the net and then Bergvine uh, has another assist. And then he had another moment later where he, I think it was a, uh, free kick or a corner and he uh the ball came in and then it kind of bobbled around and then he laid it off to Kane and then Kane hit it wide so I feel like it's just a bit unfortunate in the way things have worked out like, like you said there was uh, their keeper made a great save on one of his shots so you know it's getting there he's showing the signs that he's improving and he really just needs to put one in the back of the net and I feel like after he's able to do that and build this confidence up he'll be a real danger to the rest of the Premier League um but I thought uh, Doherty, I thought he finally, finally showed some signs of like that getting forward that we saw him do at Wolves and he hasn't really been able to replicate at Spurs. But he, there was a few yeah, he did go forward, he but forward. he didn't really do much from going forward. Every time he, co- he tried to combinate with Kane or anything, he pretty much lost the ball to defenders, at least how I remember it. I never, he didn't really get past them. Um, well, there was, there was the, ball the one time that's uh, sticking in my head where uh, I think he played a one, two with someone and then he got down and then he cut it back with his right foot and then laid it off to someone with his left. Um, and so, I mean, obviously he wasn't as consistent as we would like, but like, like I said, just showing the signs of improvement, which is the key for him right now. Uh, it's just step-by-step. Step. So maybe today he gets forward and only gets past the defender once, but you know, next time yeah, he but he re- three times yeah. and build yeah, and build but- and build. If you're looking at it from Jose's perspective, he won't care about really his performance. All that he'll care about is that reckless red card. The first yellow yeah. was a joke. I mean, what was he actually doing with his feet? I mean, that was so dangerous. Yeah. He uh, he didn't touch him, but you know, uh, yeah. the second yellow was 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 a bit harsh, but he did step on him, and you know, you uh-huh. have to be more careful than that. So yeah. depends how you look at it. But it wasn't that bad a performance in Doherty, really. He was a bit unlucky, no. but yeah. Yeah. Um, let's go on to, um, I mean, that that ball from Kane to Son. I mean, that was just that was just exquisite. Uh, yeah, and and Son pretty much scored a no look goal. I mean, because yeah. he wasn't really looking at the goal when he struck the ball. I mean, that's just class. Um, two world class players, definitely. And also, um, yeah. Um, also wanted to say Rafinha. I mean, he's a great player, isn't he? He's definitely uh-huh. a standout player for. Leeds. Yeah, he was impressive. Um, yeah. Um, so let's um, review. Uh, oh, Pochettino. Um, so Pochettino the old PSG. gaffer has 
joins Paris Saint-Germain confirmed. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean, it's good for him. It's pretty emotional, but yeah. And we've we've talked about it a little bit on the podcast, though. Like, we hope the we hope it works out for him. We hope he wins some trophies. Uh, we hope he doesn't spill too many of our players. Uh, but at this point, I hope he takes Dele because uh, I really like Dele. Uh, he's he can be a phenomenal player. Uh, he's just it's not working under Mourinho, which is so strange. Like, imagine telling yourself, uh, telling us like a year ago that uh, at this point Dele would be struggling to get. Uh, subbed on in a Premier League game, let alone starting. Because uh, I think at this point last season, he was kind of on that run where he scored like five or six goals in a row, uh, or like five or six goals in like seven or eight games. Um, just so strange the way it worked out. Um, but uh, another sign today that Deli Ali probably won't be at the club uh, after our next season because uh, Mourinho opted to sub Lucas Mora on into an attacking midfielder position for uh, for Dombele instead of Dele, which I don't know. But well, um, I'm a bit disappointed that Dombele didn't last for 90 minutes once again, but he did look a bit tired. I mean, I don't blame yeah. Jose for taking for him time, off. Though, I don't blame. Uh, I don't blame Jose for taking Donnelly off at all because, I mean, we don't need him on the pitch at that point. I mean, we're 3-0 up. Uh, <laughs> knock on wood again. Uh, but we're, we're 3-0 up. Uh, there's not much time in the game, and we don't want him to get injured. It's like, we don't need him to create uh, anymore at that point. Uh, we don't want to get stuck in our own house and then maybe concede one or two and then the pressure's on not to concede a third like I uh, was at West Ham. And we ended up, we ended up conceding a third, but as long as you sub an attacking player on and replace him who could link the play between the defense and the offense, we should be okay. And then Lucas Mora, he did an adequate job. I didn't think it was, he didn't do great when he came on. He did seem a little out of source. Like he doesn't, he didn't really know where to be and when to press and uh, when to step or whatnot. Uh, it seems like Delhi would have maybe done a little bit of a better job, but we ended up with the three points in the clean sheet. So I guess it doesn't matter too much. To be honest, when we scored the third, um, when we got to around the 75th minute, I was confident West Ham would happen again. And then I was just thinking, like, we, we don't really need another goal. I was just hoping that we'd get that clean sheet, just to give a bit more confidence to, to that defence that was pretty weak the last few games. And, yeah, we got it and well-deserved because that was some great defending in the last 20 minutes. Uh-huh. Uh, um, so let's talk about the Brentford game. Yeah. Uh, uh, before we move on to that, let's really quickly, uh, we, uh, we've done this a few times, but uh, let's give the one star, two stars, and three stars. So three would be the best player, two second best, and then one star to the worst. Or not, not the worst, sorry, the, yeah, the third best. I'll, I'll start, I guess. I'll give the three to, uh, I'll give the three to Kane. Like we said earlier, he was our man of the match. Uh, the two, I'll give to Sun. And then... Uh, Trying to decide if the one star should go to Oliver Old or uh, Hoybier. I think I'm give the, the one star to Hoybier. I thought he was pretty good today. I thought he played pretty well. Um, well, to be honest, three? I'm going to do the same. Three stars Kane, two stars uh-huh. Son, one star Hoybier. I mean, actually, I could even argue that Hoybier gets two stars and Son one. I don't know. Uh, it's close. Yeah. I thought Hoybier was phenomenal. Um, what is he? Uh huh. Uh, and then this time we only have uh, one comment to be reviewed. 
thoughts on Bergvine from arctic.clothing.official. We already talked about Bergvine a bit, but I thought he, like I said, I thought he showed some signs of improvement. Uh, I thought he was played pretty well overall. Um, he just, like I said, he just needs that goal to really kickstart his confidence and kickstart his season. Any additional thoughts? On yeah, that? he just needs that goal, and I can see him going on a on a very good run. Um, yeah, and you know, I, I like I like Bailey, but to be honest, if I'm being totally like honest, I'd rather Bergwijn on good form and score goals, so we don't need to buy but Bailey than yeah. to buy Bailey and then Bergwijn's out of favour because I really like Bergwijn, and I just mm-hmm. um, I know he's got the quality. He just needs just needs that confidence. Yeah. That seems to be really key for him. Um, last week, we forgot to review the, uh, the comments after the Wolves game. So I figured we'd run through them really quickly. Um, run through some of them, probably not all of them. but uh, Well, a lot of them Ray, are going to be pretty negative. So Yeah. <laughs> so be, maybe it'll be good to look at them in a different way. But um, shocking. At present, there is no flare. We seem to only have one gear. Our, we are going to sit back and soak up teams up all season because it's not working now. It can only work for so long, not half a season. We are awful to watch now. I'd say at best with the way we're playing, seventh or eighth place finish at best. Uh, from Greg Will zero eight. I mean, looking like looking back on these, these are going to look like pretty dramatic and depressing. But I mean, we are in third place uh, after everyone's played sixteen games. Aston Villa has played fifteen, and they're on twenty six points. So if they win, they could go uh, up to twenty nine, but they'd have to win by like seven or eight goals, I think, to go ahead of us on goal differential. So. Uh, we are pretty solidly in third after almost half a season. Um, so I do understand like where they were, like where these people are going to be coming from after four games without a win. But uh, after the Leeds game, 3 0, I'm feeling pretty confident. What about you? Yeah, I'm feeling pretty confident. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm expecting us to beat Brentford. Uh-huh. And then. Um, I mean, the Villa game is really important, isn't it? I mean, every game is important. Every game in the Premier League is a hard game. There's no easy games. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think getting the three points against Villa will be crucial in the current state. Because huh. if we could just get that confidence off Villa, if they lose two games in a row, you know, that, that, that could be important as well. I don't see them yeah. as really top four challenges, but you never know. No. This season's crazy. So Yeah. But... I mean, Grealish is a joy to watch. I just, uh-huh. I've been thinking a lot about the fact that um, <sighs> Levy was such a tight arse and didn't want to yeah. pay five million for him. But um, yeah. Right, also, uh, Bruno this week has um, let out a statement that he that in the summer he was closer to joining us than to Man U. What a miss out that was. But yeah. talking well, about there Bruno, we could do about that. Um, also, right. in, yeah, yeah. But also talking about Bruno, I mean, uh, uh, just listen to this. Um, this is what Jose said in um, this is what Jose said in the um, interview after the game. It's hilarious. But to get this award, <laughs> Can you hear it? Yeah. To be maybe top three in the scorers in 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 the Premier League. Um, Without penalties, uh, you know, because some players they score ten uh, <laughs> goals a season on on penalties. I'm not speaking about Harry Kane, by the way. Um, yeah, so he literally <laughs> just took a huge dig at Bruno Fernandez. 
Um, but yeah, that's well, hilarious. I mean, uh, I'm not Bruno saying has... he only scores pens though. He's class. Well, I mean, Bruno has scored 11 goals. No, no, uh, I don't think. Yeah, well, I, I think he's just joking. I mean, he, I'm sure yeah. he knows that yeah. Bruno's a class player. He's just trying mm-hmm. to. I think um, Bruno is being yeah. a little uh, overhyped, though. I'm, I mean, yeah, like people are saying he's but... the best midfielder in the Premier League history yeah. and crap like that. Well, people are saying that he's uh, like easily should win the uh, Player of the Year for Premier League. And what have all these people been watching? Like, have they been watching Spurs? Have they even looked at Spurs stats? Like, Harry Kane has been exceptional. I think he has 21 goal involvements, and Bruno has like 17, uh, maybe 18. So, I mean, Kane is head and shoulders above Bruno Fernandes, in my opinion. Um, he's just he's created more. He's scored more. He's the better player. Maybe maybe he hasn't scored more. Actually, I think Bruno has a lot yeah, of Yeah, but everyone but... is everyone is looking at the fact that Bruno's in. But I mean, Kane, if anything, has played deeper than Bruno this season. If you actually yeah. analyze. <laughs> but yeah, I just think people are. They're not looking at how exceptional Harry Kane's been this season. Uh, I think Son should even be considered in the uh, the talk about player of the season. I mean, obviously, we're not even halfway through yet, so we'll get there when we get there. But uh, moving on to the next comment from the Wolves game. Uh, we need a front three in order to get the Son-Kane combo going as it helps stretch out the defense and open holes in the back line for the two to exploit. And that's from uh, Lee Z Vaughn I. Ryan. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think we talked about this a bit, but I think uh, – um, Bergvine, he can be that player, but we just need a third threat in terms of uh, defenses not being able to just focus on Son and Kane. Uh, so once Bergvine gets a goal or two or three, maybe, um, the defenses will have to focus on not just uh, defending against Kane and Son, but they'll also have to commit a player to focusing solely on Bergvine, which will open up the spaces for Kane and Son to exploit as well as Don Belay and our uh, fullbacks, because Reggion and uh, Doherty or Aurier are very attacking, or they, at least they can be. So, any other thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this before. Um, Bergwine is um, Bergwine just needs a goal um, for his confidence, and um, you know, all all our players have the quality. If you ask me, like. Even Ben Davies and Doherty, they, they, on their day, they are absolutely exceptional players. Uh-huh. And um, I just think that when the players do click together, we can beat anyone, absolutely anyone. Well, I mean, Ben Davies, I mean, he's been playing pretty well, I think. I mean, he's been playing a little more than average. Like, <laughs> I feel like it, his average is probably like a 6.5 or something, but he's been playing like, he's been playing pretty well. I mean, I th- I'd say like after these past three or four games, he's yeah. He was pretty. He was good today. Today, yeah. He's, so he's maybe he was definitely out good today. Average state, but uh, moving on. But it's to very next interesting. Comment. Oh, we one thing we haven't talked about is um, just before we get to the next comment is <laughs> Mamela's and Gia and Celso's uh, and Regulon's childish Christmas party. Um, Christmas party. Yeah. Um, with Lanzini. What do you have to say oh. to that? First of all, yeah, yeah. Just why not- would they invite Lanzini? I mean, I understand that they're international teammates, but like, understand the rivalry, please. Um, especially 
especially after he uh, humiliated us with that third goal in the uh, 3-3 draw. But, like, there's other Argentinian players in the league that he could celebrate with. It's not like he's going to be all that's alone. Like, that's he's... like inviting Pierre-Marie Calbamian to your house yeah. or something. God. Um, um, but, and then, second of all, just use some common sense, please. Like, you're not supposed to be hanging out with family members, uh, especially after that like that big of a group like maybe well, fine if it was close fine it fine if if it if it was close family fine but they invited literally every single person of their family yeah like i understand it too like i wouldn't um, understand if it was just lamella region and uh, geo and their uh like immediate family um but bringing in because like uh lamella geo and region are all exposed to each other uh pretty much daily uh, so whatever they're exposed to, they're going to bring home. So their families are all exposed to that too. But when you bring in someone like Lanzini, who's training with a whole different batch of players with a whole different batch of families who could be exposed in schools and then giving it to Lanzini, I think it's just opening up a whole different uh, threat of COVID um, by inviting someone who's not part of your squad. Um, but either way, it was irresponsible. But what um, I don't understand is how Spurs has actually let this happen. Like, shouldn't they be monitored or something? I mean, no, I mean, I'm not saying that they should be watched over their, their whole lives, but <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, I, I just don't understand how this was allowed to happen. Uh, yeah. You know? I mean, um, I, I, when they, yeah. when they uh, recover from Corona, I think Jose could be a bit harsh on them as well because yeah. he, he hates when his players are childish and uh, make mistakes like that. Well, I'm wondering but, if that's why I'm bringing on this um, from the squad today. Or at least maybe that well, was part of it. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked because, but yeah, I mean, um, they're probably going to get fined as well, all three of them. Yeah, but, um, we'll see all how four, it goes. Including Lanzini. Um, I mean, and then that, that puts a big damper on our squad because um, Los Celso and Lamella are two really important players, and uh, they're two of our attacking mids. So now, once again, we're left with just Dombele and Dele as our attacking mids, and we don't seem to want to use Dele. So we're stuck with just Dombele. Uh, and we had literally just gotten Lamella back. Um, so it is frustrating. They'll have to be out for a couple of weeks. Um, it's just it's just bad decision-making, which I guess actually is representative of Lamella on the field because he makes some bad decisions. But, um, yeah, just disappointing overall. Um, move on to the next conference. We'll yeah, I mean... Uh... It's a little faster, but... Um, uh, we simply don't yeah. have the quality to play the way Jose wants us to. He needs to adapt. And that's from Sam Slater, 88. Yeah, I think uh, we need uh, to adapt a little bit more. We, we adapted today. I mean, we after we scored the first goal, we continued to press and uh, to create going forward. But any other thoughts on that one? Um, well, yeah. Um, I mean, today literally proved that all wrong because – yeah. We really pressed today and we pressed well. Um, and I think when we do play like that, I mean, we were really exposing um, Leeds' defence because um, mm -hmm. we were pressurising them so much they just ran out of options and kept passing it back to us. And then, and literally all our chances were created that way. So Speaking of if adapting, we keep playing like that, I mean... yeah. Yeah, game. I mean, I think we perfectly adapted to Leeds' play style. I don't think they were expecting that. We were so perfectly no. organised to play against yeah. their ultra-attacking tactics. I, I think Bielsa was just shocked. So, 
I mean, speaking yeah. of adapting, like Leeds showed no ability to adapt. They they were really stubborn in the way that they just yeah. refused to well, change. I think Leeds is yeah. Well, that's the thing. This is I really admire Marcelo Bielsa. You know, um, uh-huh. even at the end of the game, it was the 90th minute. He is a 65 year old guy, and he's still there shouting emotionally, jumping around, telling his players what to do. And, you know, it just shows how much he loves the game. And I really respect yeah. him as a manager. I think he's a very mm-hmm. good manager. But yeah. I think he's going... I mean, yes, Jose is stubborn with his defensive-minded tactics, but Bielsa's taking it to another level. And it is yeah. really costing Leeds, if, if you ask mm-hmm. me. They just, like, they just stubbornly attack and attack and attack. They just won't... They just don't adapt to the game. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I think Leeds will they will stay in the league, but I just yeah, I don't think yeah. they can challenge for top or a Europa League or anything. Mm-hmm. I think it'll take a couple of seasons. I think um, for me, we were talking a few weeks ago about who we would uh, have replaced Mourinho uh, when he eventually does leave the club. Um, and I said Bielsa, and I think before Bielsa, now I'm saying before Bielsa is ready to move on to a big club uh, like Spurs, uh, he needs to show the ability to adapt his tactics uh, to teams where maybe like the teams that have the better squad overall um, to be able to take the three points away from them. Like uh, Mourinho has against teams like uh, Man City. Uh, so I will see how that develops, but uh, next comment is uh, same every single game, start first 20 minutes. Well, and go a goal up, then sit back in the second half and wait for the inevitable, inevitable goal to come. That's from Barney.m underscore four. And yeah, I mean, that's what we did for those four games. And thankfully and we, we've talked about this. We, we've, yeah, but we've talked about this before. I mean, um, yeah, again, today proved that wrong. And hopefully our, get, our performances will keep proving that wrong. Uh-huh. Uh, because we managed to hold on without letting a single goal in. So hopefully, yeah, that will keep happening. Uh, uh, next comment. It's a clear new strategy is needed or people will need to go. That's from Elliot's O. Durgren. Um, yeah, I mean, clear. Uh, well, yeah, that's, new that's strategy what I said. I mean, in. Yeah. A lot of these comments are similar, so we can go through them a little faster. Uh, this one's a little different, though. Uh, I don't know why Sissoko plays in the club. All he can give is a short pass. John Blay was the man of the match, and I don't know why he was subbed. Uh, why do we keep conceding in the last 15 minutes? We can't play like this. We shoot one goal and we do nothing. Uh, that's from Bartek underscore one, two, three. And I, I paraphrase that a little bit because he says it's uh, uh, what, Who did he say English, that only does short passes? Sissoko. Oh, well, Sissoko was great when he came on today. Um, yeah. Just, I mean, Sissoko is just a uh, midfield beast who is never tired and who always, um, I mean, he's very physical and, you know, he, he can go on runs forward. I mean, it really depends on the day. Sometimes he's quality, sometimes he's pretty all over the place. Yeah. Um, but if he can get his consistency up, he's great. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if we assume our starting lineup is uh, with Sissoko uh, and Hoybier as our, like, holding mids, I think that's the most obvious place we can improve because, um, uh, I really like Sissoko. He's a he's a, he's a solid well, Winks player. Winks has been starting recently, though. Yeah, uh, I've been I've been okay with that. I like Winks, but uh, Sissoko he's just, he's not great on the ball. Um, we we I talked about this before, but he just he doesn't have that uh, the vision of the game like players like Hoybier or Winks or uh, Don Belay, or, or Gio or Lamella uh, have in that sense. Uh, he's really good at driving forward with the ball, but he's not good enough offensively. I don't think <laughs> to play in that role. I mean. 
it's been like uh, probably a year since he last had a shot on target. So, um, and then moving on, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Don Belay was the man of the match last time out. Uh, don't understand why we changed. We've talked about that one as well. Uh, Don Belay, he just, we can't risk him getting injured at this moment in time. Uh, he's fantastic, but like I said, we really, we really can't, uh, we can't allow him to be injured. Otherwise, we're in serious trouble. Um, next. Uh, yeah, I mean, or, yeah, uh, I, I think we'll buy a few backups in January. Sabitzer, maybe a, ba- yeah. a backup for Hoiberg, which is looking to be Sami Kadira. Uh-huh. And yeah, a few, a few other, maybe a centre-back and a winger. But we'll see. I mean, Jose said, Jose said that um, he does not expect us to spend big in the January transfer market. Uh-huh. But, you know, you never know with it. Yeah. A lot of mind games with Jose Mourinho. Um, uh, next comment, though. Uh, Kane is my favorite player, and although we know he has the ability to defend, it's worry. It's worrying that he has more headers and clearances than most of our defenders. Our priority is to buy a center back in January that is world-class. Skriniar, Linglet, Kimpembe, etc. And that's from Papa.Podge. Um, yeah, I think we could do with the new defender. Uh, but, I mean, Harry Kane, he's just – he's a world-class player, and he's really good at uh, – uh, heading the ball, so it makes sense that we'd put him back there for corners or for free kicks. And his he just seems to have a magnet for it, really. Uh, every time he's in there, the ball seems to come to him and he's able to clear it. Um, but what do you think about that one? Um, wait, can you just um say it again? The last... yeah, I'll just I'll, uh, he's just saying that uh, it's worrying that Kane is, seems to have like more clearances and uh, headers out of the box uh, than our defenders and that we need to buy a centre-back in January. That is world-class. Well, I wouldn't call that worrying. That's just because Kane is the kind of player that tries his best to be everywhere on the pitch and, and just always tries um, to um, work as hard in defence and in attack. So I wouldn't, you can't blame our defenders for Kane trying his, uh, giving yeah. his all. I mean... Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought all the world in It's Dyer, an interesting stat, though. But... Uh, read your, I mean, read your yes. Stat. Yeah, I think Dahlia is beginning to be... I mean, he's he's been phenomenal. I mean, he's been phenomenal mm-hmm. today. He was phenomenal. And he's really proving his doubters wrong game after game. And really, the goals that we were conceding in the last few games, none of them are really Dyer's fault either. Today he was yeah. caught and Bamford had a pretty clear header, but except for that, he was very exceptional. You know, I think he could actually become a world-class centre-back for us. Well, I mean, something to um, think about is... Like, imagine uh, saying this a year ago. Yeah, <laughs> I would not have believed you. I was not not a fan of Dyer at all. Um, one second. Uh, here, I'll read the next comment. Um, uh, Jose knows best, of course, but if we're going to play direct or fluid counterattacking football, then we need to have a player or two up the field rather than everyone in the box. And that's from Papa.Podge as well. What do you think about that one? Um, well, yeah. Uh, Jose, obviously, he changed his tactics slightly today. We weren't as defensive and it worked. So, yeah. you know, I mean, we still didn't have as much possession as you'd expect. But, I mean, we're used to it at this point. Um, and it worked. Um, we do not need possession to create chances. No. And but, um, uh, yeah, as long as we have a... as many shots as we did today. Yeah. Because um, um, usually we don't have as many shots. 
Do you think that's uh, part of having yeah. Links and Hoybier in midfield rather than Sissoko and Hoybier? Well, Winks did win the ball quite a lot, and he always mm-hmm. passed it forward pretty much. So that's a good argument. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I think Leeds were also making so many bad passes in midfield. So you never know if Sissoko was there. You never know if he would have done the same. It, it yeah. really depends on the day um, because I, I'm, I wouldn't say that Winks is miles better than Sissoko. No, no, he's, he's definitely not. You know, miles Winks better. is more attacking, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. For me, it could go either way. It's just, I feel like Winks, uh, he's more intelligent on the ball. Uh, and I think he has a better touch, which makes it easier for him to go forward. Uh, but if, if, he, if Sissoko is given a lot of space to run into, uh, I feel like he's the more attacking of the two. Uh, it just, I think it really depends on the situation. Um, but uh, Yeah, it does. On the next it does. Um, I have a question for you. Do you think right. Kane could win the Ballon d'Or? If he keeps this up, yeah. Do you think Kane could win the Ballon d'Or? Yeah. You think? Yeah, I think so. I because mean, if he keeps like, up Lewandowski form, I didn't he win it when he really deserved it. But he didn't win it because they uh they really the COVID, it, right? because uh yeah, but he also I'm pre- I'm pretty sure. They still, he still didn't win. I, I don't know. Um, didn't win like the you know, UEFA favors Messi and Ronaldo. Yeah, but I do. Yeah, think I, I don't that know. If Cade, okay, so I think the key to the Ballon d'Or is uh, scoring goals, obviously, and uh, winning trophies. So that's why defenders don't frequently win it. That's why midfielders don't frequently win it. I know Modric won recently, but. I think you really have to, like I said, like the, the two criteria is winning uh, trophies and scoring goals. So as long as we win a, a few trophies this season, uh, the EFL Cup, FA Cup maybe, but I think we really need to win uh, something big. So the Europa League, um, or I've talked about us uh, having like the outside chance at the Premier League. Um, and then if Kane gets over like 25 goals uh, and over like, I don't know, 15 or 20 assists, uh, then he should be really considered uh, for imagine that. If, imagine if Kane, oh, okay. listen to this, imagine if Kane could get 20 goals and 20 assists. I mean, <laughs> that would just be incredible. That's messy stats there. Um, yeah. But I, I'm, I think he will get 20 goals, but not sure about the 20 uh-huh. assists. I mean, I mean, he's already at 11, 10, so he would only need <clears throat> more this season. Um. Well, only, I mean, for assists only is not nine. But because, yeah. I mean, for me, it's actually harder to get 20 assists and 20 goals, if you ask me. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, Kane is class. I mean, he's not class. Imagine he's that, absolutely exceptional. Imagine that Harry Kane wins the Ballon d'Or next season and then Harry Winks wins the Puskas for that shot against Ludogorets. <laughs> Yeah, I think that would not just be like amazing for the club and them. It would be really good for the club because, you know, if Kane does win it um, and we win a trophy, you know, um, it, it would increase our shirt sales. We'd become a bigger club. Yeah. A lot, we get... a lot of money flowing in. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, we'd something be that I've known at. as one of the best clubs in the world. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. Something that, like I've looked at that maybe like uh, holding us back in terms of really becoming like one of the like top top clubs is uh, we just don't seem to have as many fans, and that's because I think we don't win as many trophies. But if you just look on uh, social media, which I know probably isn't a great uh, well, like, no, 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 no. Listen, has, listen. But... I, I went. I would not say that. Okay, um, we have um, our fans like uh, in America, in England, all over the world. And then we got fans in South Korea, um, 11 million, which is more than we, which is more, is, which is a bigger amount of fans uh, than we have in, in England. I mean, uh, yeah. it's, it's a bigger population of fans. I mean, South Korea is huge for us. Um, it uh-huh. just, like, imagine thinking that one player could give you yeah. so much fame in, in one country. It's crazy. But after Sun retires, uh, do you think that we'll still have, I mean, obviously we won't have the same amount of fans, but do you think we'll still have massive support from South Korea? Or do you think if South Korea produces another talent? Yeah, um, yeah, because they'll still see it. They will will still, no, they they will will still see it as the club where Son shook Europe. The club Uh where uh, the best ever uh, South Korean player won the Premier League. Let, let's let's just say that. Yeah, okay. um, <laughs> so um yeah, right. um I, I think he'll I think he'll stay at our club um till the end of his career. I mean I hope so. Right. Um I mean yeah uh, he'll go to the MLS for the last few years but his peak will he'll definitely uh, stay. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else you want to um yeah, oh. yeah, we only have uh, two more comments, so we'll just, uh, run through this really quickly. Uh, we can't win ga- most games with one goal. Don't know what Mourinho's plan is, and that's from uh, T-U-R-E-W-I-H Lander. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree. We can't win most games with only one goal unless we score that one goal in the uh, towards the end of the game, uh, like we did against Burnley or against uh, West Brom. I think it's difficult to hold on to a one-goal lead uh, in the Premier League nowadays. Any, any extra? Say yeah, that. well, I mean, we've already discussed this a lot. I mean, most of these comments are the same, to be honest. Um, yeah. All right, I'm just yeah, going to read um, the, yeah, the next one. Uh, there is something wrong. I don't know what that is, but yeah, maybe the players, the coach, I don't know what the players, they don't have the desire to score more than one. They let us down as usual. Uh, do you think it's the tactics? Uh, we talked about this in the last podcast, but do you think it's the tactics or the players not carrying out the tactics? Uh, that is why we we kept sitting so far back after we scored the first goal. We discussed this a lot last um, uh, on the last pod. You said that it's either <coughs> Jose or it's the players not listening to Jose's uh, Jose telling them to go forward. And we had a quite a big, like, I wouldn't say argument, but discussion no, no. about it. Uh huh. I think um, at the end of the day, I agree with, and, with you. I- I think it is the tactics. I don't. I think the players were. Yeah, I think it was. I think. I think Jose did realize that today, and he he, he switched it up a bit, and it worked perfectly. Uh-huh. Um, but then again, it, I I can't tell if he switched the tactics today a bit, um, to adapt to Leeds and make a really attacking play, or he will mm-hmm. be switching it like this for the rest of the games. I mean, I, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, mm-hmm. he won't switch back to the ultra defensive style. We were playing. Yeah. All right. Um, sorry, there's there's a couple more after this. Um, but uh effing 
S H I T. I don't know. I don't want our podcast to get disabled or something. So uh, let our players play the football they are used to, and we are used to watching. You are supposed to be there to just show them how to win trophies, not show them how to not play. Uh, I think we pretty much. Oh, well, that's uh, from Mister Underscore P Underscore Locks with an X. Um, I think we pretty much just discussed that on that last one. Uh, I don't really have anything new to say on that. Do you? Oh, really? All right. Um, this is likely the last game that Spurs play the strategy, unless it's four nil. It's from Pete Harvest Roots. Yeah, I mean, I think it is the last game that Spurs will hope, score hope one for- early and just sit back. Um, uh, unless, like, like I said, unless we're up uh, by a lot, and then we'll sit back. Um, all right, last one. Uh, what's the point playing a brand of football which is meant to bring results but not actually getting those results? Don't fix something which isn't broken. So why have we stopped playing a brand of football which the whole league was afraid of? I think that, that, that has a good point to it. Um, why did we stop playing the way that was winning? <laughs> so. That's a very good um, comment, actually. I think maybe even mm-hmm. best. Yeah, um, I, think I wouldn't actually say that we stopped playing like we were. I think we're actually playing mm-hmm. similarly like we were because we were still defending against City, really defending, and really defending oh. against us. It's just in the last four games before the Leeds game, we were really struggling what? to create chances, which I think had something to do with the fatigue of the players. But it's not like we totally changed the way. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't totally change the way we played. We just seemed to... Um get there quicker and then stop uh, going after the game uh, like we did in those other games. Uh, but that is the, uh, the end of the comments. Anything else you want to review? Oh, well, we can... I think we've covered everything, to be honest. Hello? Any additional thoughts on that Brentford game? Um, I, I, I couldn't hear you the last 20 seconds. Um, so um, I, ha- I don't really have anything more to add. I think we've uh-huh. covered um, everything. Already. Uh, yeah, I think we've covered just about everything. So. Uh, thank you for listening. This has been another episode of Spurs this week. Remember to follow us on Instagram. I'm underscore Spurs Center and uh, Charlie is N17 Nation. And uh, follow us or subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, check out some of our latest videos we'll be making more soon. And come on, you Spurs.